And in those moments, those sweet, sweet moments, somewhere on, somewhere further down the track, we look back and say, from a brighter day, that was something else. Who's <laughs> phone is that? Is that my phone? Huh? Huh? Oh, it's late. Ruining. Look at the unprofessionalism Don't be trying to, of this. I can see you now taking your phone. Lyrics. If it's there was cameras here now, he's looking at Rory taking his phone out of his pocket to silence it and blame oh. me. Someone huh? is cover. Someone is protesting too much, I feel. Yes. <laughs> Those, uh, Those sweet, sweet moments. That sounded very familiar. I've heard that song yeah, before. Yeah, it was a great yeah, poem. Yeah, it was a pity the phone interrupted these these beautiful lyrics, but uh, we'll go again. And in those moments, mm. those sweet, sweet moments, Mm-mm. somewhere on, somewhere further down the track, mm. we look back and say, from a brighter day, that was something else, somewhere else, something else from a while back. Hallelujah. Lyrics by R. Luke from Moments. Yes. The song we all wrote together and released along with a brand new video last week. You can see it, folks, on our Facebook and on our YouTube channel and you can listen to the song and the stories behind it on last week's episode. But lads, there is that feeling around, I think. You know, that bit by bit we're getting towards a place from where we can look back at this whole episode and say, wow, that was a bit mad. I know particularly for you two, you sort of big weeks this week. Rory, first, you told us last week about a crazy amount of messages coming into your phone looking for appointments. Yeah. Uh, how did the big reopening go? I mean, is there any sign of that waiting list diminishing or how was it being back cutting hair? Yeah, we're getting through the waiting list, that's for sure. Um, it was great to be back. I think it was nice to go back in and open up the door and have lads come through the shop again. Um, it was a... A slap of reality, that's for sure. Like, I mean, we had this lovely bohemian five months where we were creating music and creating podcasts and working on videos. And I suppose to go back to, you know, the alarm going off, you get up out of bed and then, you know, it's 10 hours. Like, I'm not going to lie, it was tough. But yeah. it was, look, it was great to get back in and see some of the lads come back in. And do you know the other thing, actually? I said this to someone outside the shop. I was talked out. By the end of the week, mm. like I was t- something that I never batted an eye at because when you start barbering, you're not very good at talking and then you build up your ability to talk to people. But then like for the guts of a year, really, I know we were back sporadically, but I kind of lost the gift of the gab, I think. And kind of by the end of the week, my brain was frazzled from, you know, the amount of conversations that I had had. But it was good. And what about the state of people's hair? Like, what was that like? Quitter. Absolutely <laughs> outrageous. Really, yeah? Like, you know, it's funny because some lads would come in and they go, look, I'm awful sorry, but, you know, my girlfriend caught my hair, my mum caught my hair, my dad, whatever. Like, mm. And that's grand because you kind of go, right, look, it's a, you, look, you couldn't get into the barber shop. You, you, you know, there was black market haircuts happening, but you might not have wanted one. So you had to do something, I get it. But my one is the brashness of, Geez, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that was done at home. And I'm just sitting there going, you, you yeah, would definitely would. know that that was done at home. Like some lads, she, she didn't do a bad job, did she? And I'm, you kind of nod and you go, yeah, no, not a bad job at all. And inside you're going, how were you walking around? Like <laughs> it's probably okay when someone comes in and says, I am, look, my, my, my wife did that or my mum did that or whatever. And they're talking about, you know, they did it like six weeks ago. Yeah. So it's grand. There's enough growing back for you to work with there. Yeah. But what happens when somebody comes in and it's like, yeah, my mum did that last week and like, there's still like, there's nothing there that you can work with to do. This was the thing. A guy came in and he was like, I got the wife to tidy up the, I like, very country book. I got the wife to tidy up the back of the neck last night just to make the job a bit easier for you. <laughs> sure, like, where what? is the logic? Like, <laughs> now, now I'm fixing the worst of the don't don't make the neckline straight at the back I want it tapered out it's halfway up your head lad that's like saying <laughs> that's like saying listen I knew the man was coming with the machine to cut the silage today but I just went out and went at it with the side yeah, last night to just to start the job like, no logic at all oh God. <laughs> How about yourself, Luke? The studio is back open as of today, is that right? Uh, it's back open as of uh, today, the day we're recording. Yeah, 17th is, uh, of May, 17th, Monday. 17th, yeah. Monday. Um, and uh, it's it's lovely to kind of have the prospect of doing stuff in here again. I, you know, bar one or two exceptions for exceptional things over the last five months, this, I've, anytime I've been in here, it's, I've been on my own, you know? And um, I finished this place, finished building this place in August of 2019. So I kind of had a f- five, 
six month run. Yeah. And then it was closed. Yeah. And then for the vast majority of the time since it's been closed. I never Which is kind of, of a, that. it's kind of a sickener when yeah. you just get that something really nice and cool up and running. And then I've 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 been closed for as much time, at least as much time as I've been open since I finished this place, if not more. It'll be more, yeah. Yeah, probably Never more. Never thought of that, Luke. Yes, fair so, play. Yeah. Delighted for you. Lovely, and I'm going to have, uh, I'm probably just going to be basically living in here for the next uh, month. Because <laughs> yeah, I've the been couch is people, now a photon. <laughs> I've been using the barbers, you see. Like, I've been, people have been ringing me, uh, hi, is your studio? And, you know, you might get a couple of these calls every week and every sure. person I've been saying, hi, I'm closed, unfortunately, due to the ongoing restrictions, but um, when the barbers and hairdressers and stuff are opening I'd be opening my studio sure. so when that announcement went out a week or two ago my phone just started going <laughs> probably just the word of yours <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, so yeah the next month is like good luck don't even ask me the importance of secretaries and receptionists have mm. never been more um, at the forefront of my mind as <laughs> last week brilliant brilliant well Best of luck to both of you lads. Great to, great that you're both back in business. And, you know, as I say, I think there's that feeling around the place that things are moving. Summer is coming and uh, brighter days ahead, I hope. Um, speaking of studios, our guest this week is certainly no stranger to a studio. She has had an incredibly prolific career since she left Scramogue, County Roscommon, and ended up in Sligo via a bakery in Longford. <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell exactly how many albums her band, Dervish, have released, but it's not far off 20 wherever you look. And she also has the 2012 solo album, All The Way Home, as part of her discography. Lads, I was going to ask you for your Cathy Jordan memories or stories, but I have a different question instead. Okay. Is this look exclusive? No, but you can go first if you want. You can go first. That's fine. I'll let Roy go first. You sure? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be blown out of the water after. No, he's I don't nervous about what's going to be asked. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you, usually when I go first, you go afterwards and you make me look like shite. So you go first. <laughs> okay. Well, Rory, yes. what is your opinion of shushers? <laughs> so, shushers, right? Yes. Uh, you're in a pub. Uh, maybe half the pub is, uh, you know, there normally having a chat, having sure. a crack. And the other half, or a little corner of the pub, is having a sing-song. Yes. And, you know, uh, someone's about to sing a song, and it's an important song and a meaningful song, and that's fine. Uh, but they can't be heard among the din in the pub. So, the shusher starts. Yes. And there's a bit of shh, shh, shh. Yeah. Wesh now, lads, wesh. There's a bit of that. And some people will, will, will shush yes. and, 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 and stop the conversation, and others will keep going. And there's often a battle between the two <laughs> the two elements in the pub. So, yes. so what, do, what do you think? What, what do you think of that situation? Who who should win or who does win? Or what what are the shushers right to shush? Are they wrong to shush? Does the singer deserve the attention of the pub? Let's let's get into this. <laughs> <laughs> this is real heavy stuff. Yeah. I think you've asked the perfect question here for me because I am so fickle in this department, it's outrageous. Right. Okay, so crack's going good, you said, as you said, the crack's going good. Maybe someone has a guitar, but someone's going to get up and do the Shano song now. And, you know, it's real meaningful. Come on. <laughs> exactly. That, that, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So now what has gone from quite an energetic pub has is now on the decision of a few people. They've decided now we're going to have the quiet moment in the pub. So initially I go, no, I'm not being quiet. No, I was happy enough singing Wonderwall. All right, I don't care. Like, this is crack. We're here for the crack. I'm not here for the poetry. We're here for the crack. So that's my initial. But then, you know, enough people start shushing and I shape it and I go, yeah, okay, we'll be quiet now. And then when there's only two or three lads at the bar, when everyone is quiet and there's only two or three lads going, and I did move the sheep, yeah. Mm. I told you I wouldn't move them, but I did and I got them out and sure didn't, didn't the field end up flooded in the end? And I got the wife to cut my hair just the day before I went to, to Rory and the barbers. Exactly the same character, right? Exactly the same type of person. But then I sit there fuming at them. Yeah. I wish them lads would be quiet up there at the bar. But in my, right, okay, so now we're not in that situation, I would say they're dead right. It's as much their pub as it is anyone else's yeah. pub. So what you're saying is you're on the side of the majority. 
Yeah, I'm so easy. I'm easily bought. I'm easily. I've no real. I've no real strong opinion on this. Rory, do you want a pint? Yeah, I love a pint. No, right. I'm like, shut up. So I'd be mortified if so. This is the kind of thing, you know. So I spend, I spend most of it kind of battling with myself as to what I actually believe in that situation. But if someone was to roar across the pub at me in the quiet, Rory, you having a pint? I'd be mortified. But then as, as easily the next week I could be the guy shouting across to somebody else saying, Yavin Guinness! Writing the real crux of the song. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, Kieran, I'm such a sheep in that scenario I can't actually help you. Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> have you ever shushed either of you? Have you ever been God, a shusher? No. Uh, I don't think so. Because right. I have very, very clear cut views on, Let's hear it, on how, how this should, <laughs> Let's how hear this it. should this be. This is going right? to be like the one and three all over again. Yeah, no. <laughs> Context is everything when it, when it comes to shushing, right? <laughs> if I'm in Lily's playing my gig, right? Yes. And if I decide to do Tennessee whiskey, right. nice wee slow swinging smoochy number, yeah. right? If somebody close to me or just anywhere in the pub decides I want to listen to this, but I'd love for that table, that really loud hen party beside me to be quiet and start shushing them. No. Uh, the pub is open as a pub. Some people come in and they want to listen to music. That's fine. Yeah. Some people don't care about that music and they're there to have cocktails and talk to their friends and have a loud and raucous night out. Yeah. And they're as much within their right to do that. So you can't shush them. And in that context, I say, stop shushing. You look like an, an Egypt. Egypt. 100%. Stop, right? Yeah. Now, if it's a pub where, like, say, for example, there are two rooms in the pub too like there's a front bar yeah and there's a lounge yeah right say there's a wee session happening in the lounge yes. the back bar and it's pretty much just the music people in there and there's lads watching sports and maybe placing a few bets and having the chats out in the front part yes if somebody comes in and they want to sit down and have a chat and make a load of noise and there are seats free in the front part yeah get where, out there where the music isn't happening that's where you sit don't come in and sit down. Just for the listeners, the intensity on Luke's face at the moment is Do frightening. Do not come in and sit down and say, oh, lovely, there's music in here, and sit down and whenever listen to that. Now, how are you, Mary? How are you? How are you getting done? Luke's, no. moved, Luke's moved to Cork by the sound. Why? Like, so in that situation, I think the shushing is justified. But I think the third catch about shushing and the beautiful irony that's often lost on the shushers themselves is that half the time the people that are shushing are, making more are noise. actually louder yeah. than the people they're trying to shush 100%. and more often than not somebody starts into the shh shh and I actually end up more annoyed at them the than the people that yeah. they're trying to shush Luke quick question for you mm. okay I, I know my answer mm. what do you think is Kieran a shusher uh, I think he is in his head I think he's too. I think he's too polite to do it out loud. My, I don't think he'd do it out loud either. What's Karen. your opinions on the shushing? You never get to answer these questions. Yeah, never. You've well, thank you, lad. Thank you for asking. <laughs> no problem. I'm not a shusher. I'm do you think sh- about it though? Well, Luke's answer was very clear, and and I agreed with every bit of it uh, actually. And I, I I'd imagine in that in his second scenario, I would be a shusher, and I would say, "Hey, not here." Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, man. Back off out there. Yeah. Yeah. But. The venue is often a place for this. The venue in Strand Hill. Uh, uh-huh. This it, this can happen, and this is where my question came from, actually, because I've seen Cathy out there. There's the segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got there I was eventually. wondering where this was going. <laughs> there we go. But the right. venue is it's it's like it's it's one room, uh, and you know it's quite small. Yeah. And the corner where the music happens is really not very far from the bar. Sure. And, you know, so I've been in situations there where there's people trying to shush because there's a sing song going on in that corner and the bar lads are, the lads at the bar are quite happy chatting and there's, there's this sort of tension uh, building up. Ooh. But then someone like Cathy comes along and I don't know, is it because of her reputation and because of her, her career and, and her, her, her history and, and, all, and her experience and her voice? But sometimes in this, in this scenario, the singer is just so good yeah. yes. that everyone shuts up anyway. Yeah. Or there's a respect thing if it's someone like Cathy. I've gigged there a few times with uh, Georgie Gorman and Dave Carty. Same thing i And I'd Georgie say. would, you know, command the respect. And I've had lovely gigs there where we don't even have amplification because people generally just go in there and sit down, don't they? They don't really, you don't really do mics and, mm. and loud in there. Mm. Yeah. But I've had that whole room sitting around just engaged and listening. Yeah. But I, as you say, I think it's to do with 
the singer or somebody that the people know and respect and they say, no, we're going to give them the time of day and we're going to listen to them. Yeah, there is something about that. And I think, you know, sometimes I've wondered, right, is it that or is it that, you know, so, or is it that they hear her voice and, and after 10 seconds they realise, okay, this yeah. lady's worth listening to. Yeah, 100%. It's worth me stopping my conversation it's, at this yeah, point. Yeah, this is only going to, the conversation can happen 10 minutes later. Yeah. This song is only going to happen once tonight. Yeah. I totally believe that to be happening. Yeah. That's beautiful when it does happen, yeah. though. Yeah. But it happens naturally. Yeah. I think it's kind of, I know we're, we're, we're eager to get on to Cathy's chat, but I do have a story about being judged. It's a really, oh, yeah. really quick one. Mm, it just came into my head. I was in that pub in Westport. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a real old man's pub. McGing's? No. I don't know. It's got a red door, I think. It's Malloy's. Is it Malloy's? Well, it'd be, it's a, if it's a music pub, it's probably it's Malloy's. It's like an old yeah. Irish music. There was a trad session happening in the back room. Yeah. Yeah. Could be any I'd pub in Westport now, to be honest. But anyway, yeah. So I, we wa- I walked in. I was with a cu- couple of lads. And in this back room was this kind of traditional Shanossi thing happening. And this old man got up and like, it was, look, it wasn't like stellar vocals, but the passion in which he sang the song, it really hit me. Mm. So when he finished his song, I was like, "Yo!" And everyone else was silent. And a guy in front of me just turned around and was like, don't be such a prick. What? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, is there unwritten rules here that I don't know about? Like everyone was pure. I don't know if it was like a really mean, if it was in, I, 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 it was in Irish and I didn't really Maybe they thought it. you were being like a little bit like cat making yeah, fun maybe of a, bit or something. a young fella kind of you and at the back, I get it. But it's just real slow. Don't be such a prick. It's not like you were making a load of noise during the song or anything. Oh, I hope not. No, you were. Maybe I, I was helped along with the crack at this point now with maybe a couple of pints of hydrogen. Beverages, it, yeah. Beverages had helped yeah, me at this yeah, stage. Yeah, but sure, look, yeah. anyway. Very good. Very good. Well, look, I mean, the whole point of having Cathy on the episode was not to shush her, I guess, because she <laughs> is such a great conversationalist. Um, she is so full of crack. And it was great to have her on the show. So we hope you all in the, in, so we hope you all enjoy the chat, folks. Made a wee stumble there. Didn't Leave you? that bit in. Here <laughs> is <laughs> here is Kathy Jordan. Lovely. I see you can turn your phone back off silent now, Roy. Good man. Come on. Kathy <laughs> Jordan. Kieran Quinn, how are you doing? I'm great. You're very welcome to Thanks the Hawks. Thanks very much. It's been a while since you've been here, has it? Fancy new seats. Yes, indeed. They yeah. look great. They look yeah. great. Um, so, Cathy, before we get chatting, just as is tradition on this show, we have a poem for you. Wow. Yes, indeed. My uh, first poem ever. Wow. Well, Hit this, me. This is um, the, the, the big challenge. You know, you can write poems in lots of different ways, but I said last night when I was sitting down to write this, I would set myself the challenge of trying to get lots of words to rhyme with Jordan. Cathy or Jordan, they're both hard words to rhyme with. <laughs> so anyway, I went with Jordan. So you'll, you'll get the, the rhymes as we go along, hopefully. So here we go. Um, it's sort of in the, it, it could be written, to, it's a sort of rhythm that could be written to an air. So if you really like it, you might put a melody to it one day, Cathy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it first. Let's hear it first, fair enough. <laughs> with much achieved, this girl did leave the village she was born in. She ventured down to Sligo Town, Roscommon's Cathy Jordan. She plays guitar and sings in her car much better than James Corden. And she'll make an impression at every session. The dervish Cathy Jordan. When you're feeling small, when the red leaves fall and the days begin to shorten, you can fill your soul with a chat and a stroll and a song from Cathy Jordan. (laughs) She wears fancy gowns and has freedom of the town, just like a traffic warden. (laughs) She's one of the best... And she's this week's guest, the splendid Cathy Jordan. <laughs> it's like you're making them incrementally harder on yourself each time you write one of them, Kieran. Yeah. Oh, look. That's brilliant. It's, Thank it's, you so much. It's a bit of crap. Can I have yeah. a copy? You can, of course. Brilliant. A can, traffic warden. That's yeah, very good. Yeah. That's, great. That's, That's right very that. good. The freedom of the town, Cathy. When was it you got freedom of the town? It was with Dervish a few years ago, wasn't it? Oh, was it... 2009, I think. Uh, There's a plaque on the wall, but, you know, once you hang it, you don't look at it too often. So uh, it's there. Uh, Call me tomorrow, I'll tell you. Okay. And and what what are you entitled to do as a result of it? I can graze my sheep anywhere I like in this town. Yes. 
Um, I have the, yeah, the right. So if you see me with a flock of sheep dressed as little Bo Peep, um, it's the one and only Cathy Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, very good. Um, So I love the name of your home village, Scramog. Scramog. Well, it's actually Corridrehed Scramog to be be precise. So it's outside Scramog. No, it's inside Scramog. Corridrehed in Scramog. Uh, then we have Strokestown, you know, so you have the, the, the townland and then the the barony and then, you know, uh, whatever way it goes. Okay. So you, at some point earlier in your life, hitchhiked with all your belongings from Scrimog to Sligo. Well, I was in Longford. I went via Longford. I was, via Longford, a, I okay. was um, working in a bakery making cakes. Oh, yeah. And one day, Michael Holmes and Shane Mitchell from Dervish landed in. Having made one uh, dervish record called uh, The Boys of Sligo in 1989, they felt that it was time they had a singer. And up until that point, Brian was doing the singing and uh, legend has it, he closed his eyes to sing a ballad. And when he opened them, everyone was gone. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, um, so then they got me and um, yeah. And the rest is history. I, I think the following week I was on the side of the road hitching from Longford with my sign. Right, yeah. to Sligo. And how how did they hear you, or how did they come across you? Uh, so, well, my sister Rose was going to college in Sligo, and uh, Hennigan's was in full flight. Well, it was at the end of a period of full flight. You know, history will show it. You know, that was. Um, in the early 90s and, you know, was beginning to dwindle at that point. But um, I used to come down and play sessions with the guys and they were in a band called Who Says What? Um, late 80s. Okay. Um, so Yvonne Cunningham and uh, Paul Emmett was a great guitar player. Uh, they were kind of like the cores of their day. All right. But I used to, um, me and my guitar used to uh, sing support to them. And, you know, so when they were looking for a singer, when they went back to their trad roots and they were looking for a singer, I, I got the I got the call or they actually arrived in. I was covered from head to toe in white flour. They arrived in the bakery? Yes. Very good. Yeah. A baker's hours wouldn't really tally with musicians' hours. Oh, the absolute, absolute disaster. Yeah. Because, you know, you get in from the pub or the club or the whatever session at four o'clock and you'd have to be at work at five. Yeah. So that was a kind of a... I was never going to last. Never. Yeah, yeah. No. And so you say you're you're playing support to, to the guys with your, with your guitar. What sort of songs are you singing at that stage of, of your life? Everything. Everything and anything. I was singing Slip Sliding Away, um, Paul Simon, and I was singing um, uh, Both Sides Now, okay. and I was singing, you know, Dirty Old Town, you know everything. Right. Everything. Okay. I I wasn't really making distinctions or putting genres or chorale on anything at the time. It was all music to me. Yeah, because since I've known you, you're obviously known around the world for singing Irish songs. But I've known you singing all sorts of stuff. All sorts so, of so stuff. So that's in you from an early age. You you, you would it, listen it to is. all sorts of music. Yeah, and I mean, I remember the first time I sang with you in the source upstairs in source. To be singing with a piano, man, like that was that was great, you know, um, an opportunity that I didn't get very often. So, you know, it's a chance to sing all sorts of different things that uh, Dervish mightn't allow or yeah. definitely wouldn't allow. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair <laughs> enough. Um, going back to the Irish stuff, though, I, I guess I've always had two questions for you about this side of things. And one just came to me, actually, I've, ha- I've had one for a long time and one just came to me during... Um, a session we did recently where I've heard where I heard you sing a couple of songs, and uh, so the first one is, where do you find the songs? Because I've often heard you sing beautiful Irish songs that I have never heard in my life, and you know, it's it's I'm guessing it's a if you can find an old or a nice song and make it your own, it's almost as good as writing a song. Well, this is it, uh, and thankfully, it's it's regarded that way by the likes of Imro that give you the arrangements on these things because you do spend an awful lot of time uh, rearranging these things. You know, they they come to you in a raw version. I have, you know, stacks of books, although I don't read the dots, so that's um, that you know, 
I I look through the books for the lyrics, and then if I like the lyrics, I'll ask somebody play that if if the music is there. Yeah. And then I have loads of loads of old records and old tapes, and I go to the archives in Dublin or. So what are the archives of, of what exactly? Like the traditional music archives. Okay. All right. Stacks of of material there. Right. I mean, you could spend the rest of your life in there. Okay. And come out as a fossil yourself, yeah. and uh, you still wouldn't have gotten to the bottom of it. Okay. And and there's loads of song collectors that I've gotten to know over the years, and um, just you know, I I I've I'm, I could nearly call myself a collector now at this point because I have so many, and it's having the outlet um, for them. You know, there's so many that I want to play and want to sing, and you know the chance to record doesn't come around as, as much as, as, as I'd like sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm working on the Cranky project as well, the Cranky Island project to, okay, so to make a use for all these these archival So pieces. tell us about this Cranky Island project because um, the first I heard of it was when you sent me uh, the most disturbing song I've heard in a long time, the Pat, Pat O'Brien's Murder Ballad. Is Pat, o, Pat O'Brien or the Sligo Murder Ballad, yes. It doesn't pull any punches. It's probably the most graphic murder ballad you'll hear. Yeah. Um, Do you want to give us a, a, an example of one or two of the lyrics just, just for the listeners? Oh, look it up on Cranky Island. Um, it, it's it's hard to get into the mood, and then you know you have to you have to be drawn in. Fair enough. So Cranky Island YouTube page. A, a Cranky Island YouTube page. Cranky Island songs. Okay. Okay. Um, so I have all these songs, and and I wondered what to do with them, and um, so I've I've seen the medium of the Cranky Box. It's it's like an old television or an old um, movie. Um, it's the oldest movie you'll ever get. So, and it goes one spool to another, and the story unfolds while you crank. This. So, hence the name okay. Cranky Island Songs. So, I've seen them used for storytelling and uh, for songs. Uh, friends of mine, Anna and Elizabeth, they actually played, I played a gig with them here on this very stage a couple of years ago. And they, um, they used this medium. So, anyway, I thought it'd be lovely. To, I never saw it done with Irish songs. So, um, I contacted my friend Peter Cran, who's a man of many talents, Indeed. and he's a great painter. And he has he was spent years in in Spain, um, drawing painting the Stations of the Cross for various churches out there. And um, so I I know his work and loved his work. And we tried to collaborate on a live painting before, but it was cumbersome and it took a long time. So. Anyway, I I rang him up and I said, "Have you ever heard of a cranky box?" And he said, "No." And mm. uh, crankies to him were, you know, those, um, what was it father and daughter crankies and in, in on used to be on BBC. All right, the crankies. Oh, the crankies. They were a family. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So everyone seems to think, you know, that that that's. But no. So he never heard of a cranky box. So anyway, I sent him. Um, I sent him an example, and he got stuck in. So. We got funding to do three songs from Roscommon, um, uh, Easter Snow, Eilie Nog, um, which I'll be playing for you later. Great. And um, the other one is Una Wan, which is a huge Roscommon song set in Boyle. So that set the ball rolling. Then we got uh, um, Brave and we did another six for the Arts Council. And now we're commissioned by Roscommon to do more for Roscommon. So the hope is that by the, when it's all done, we'll have one for every county. Um, yeah. That's and, amazing. You've... And we, we'll have an interactive map and all of that. So watch the space, Cranky Island. That's Cranky with a C. C-R-A-N-K-I-E. Yeah. My oh. mother's pet name for me when I was small was Cranky. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you, you got that a you got, you got Kieran and she turned it around to Ranky and then she made a Cranky. Right. <laughs> that was her. Uh, that, that was a fair twist, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, fair yeah. twist. So there you go. Kathy, well, what's, the, uh, what's the process for the for the Cranky boxes? If you don't, I think people might be interested to hear if they go and look at them, what the actual process is. How do you approach putting one of those together? What happens first? First is the song. So I trawl through my archives of songs and you're looking for a song with a good story mm. um, that can be painted. So, he can, so it can be visualised, is it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he can, you know, some of these, uh, 
paintings for him can be as long as eight or nine meters, you know, so it's a lot of wow. a lot of painting. So we would sit down, I'd have maybe six or seven songs. Uh, which of these can you best draw? So we'd have that conversation. Um, th- this is a great story. And we're at the beginning of it now, so it's easy, but there will come a time where we'd, we've done that. We've done that story. But but you know, there's so many songs as drinking songs, unrequited love, um, emigration, um, murder, m- murder, um, <laughs> all of those. So we haven't crossed over over yet, but yeah. um, there will probably come a time where, mm, or how do we make this too similar to something you've already done, and yeah. that kind of thing. And then, like, so Peter is drawn away. Yeah. And, well, and then, I have to make a demo for him so first. So you make a demo and then who and then so when I'd it comes to recording it. and everything. Do you do all that yourself? Yeah. So I'd arrange it and then uh, send it to whoever I want to play on it. Mm. And wonderful thing about lockdown is everyone has studios at home now, so I was just going to say all of them sound really they sound great. Like, well, I so. I went into a studio for a couple just to f- some things were beyond my limitations as fantastic as I am. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so fix things up, but you arrange it, send then whoever, uh, whether it's Mike McGoldrick or the slow moving clouds, do their bits, send it back, and then you make a a nice little mixture, and then it's ready for Peter. But he would have the rough guide; he'd know the length of it, he'd know the beginning, middle, and end, he'd know already on from the rough draft, and Brilliant. then we, you know, make it nicer. Brilliant, great. Yeah. So that's the Cranky Island songs YouTube yes. channel yes. for everybody who wants to yes. look at these. They're that's great. That's a fantastic plug. Thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> that, that first question took a long time to answer, but I have a second question for you now, right. which is the words. So a lot of these old Irish songs have five, six, seven, eight or more verses. Mm. And you, I've never seen you with the lyric sheet in front of you. Like you always would come to a gig knowing the words as far as, as, far as I can see anyway. Mm. What, how does that work for you? Is that like sitting you learn down? Them, yeah, is it? Is it that? Is it? <laughs> no, I'm not that great compared to some. I, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Some folk singers, particularly, you know, they're just incredible. Like uh, 25 verses, no problem. And you know, it's it's fine. You know, sometimes if the story follows, you know, and and then this happens, and then this happens, and then you meet, you know, that's all fine. There's a narrative, but some songs, you know don't follow that strict pattern so some are harder than others right but repeating uh, repeating repeating you know especially with the dervish ones i mean by the time we get them to a stage you know you have done them 200 times in rehearsal you know and that's 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 how you have to get into your head and listening back to recordings as well of you know if you're fixing things up you okay, know. so you don't have any magic memory. It's just, no. it's just keep at it. No, keep learning it. Keep learning it. Yeah. Shamey O'Dowd now has a magic memory, but I, I, it's tougher for me. Right. Well, you're not doing too bad <laughs> in fairness to you now. Um, so, so just you mentioned Dervish, and we we couldn't really get through an interview with you without chatting about Dervish. Um, so how long have you got? Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I suppose. The thing that interests me about Dervish, well, one of the things is you've you've seemed to be quite prolific, as in you've you've released last. I I looked this morning on Spotify and there's 13 albums on Spotify alone. I think it's uh, I think it's 17. Is it? Right. Yeah. In total. There's one in. There's one, uh, you know, in the pipeline. It should have been made during lockdown. It's the uh, songbook number two. Jerry Douglas is uh, produced. Us. Okay. So that's very exciting, but he he has to be in the room from the when the first note is struck. So that was possible. So we just have to wait. Okay. But I mean, he's worth waiting for. Right. Yeah. 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 So, like, is is it is it a a, 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 a a conscious thing in the band that you guys you know you're you're right? Come on, we've done an album. We have to get another one done in the next year or two, or or you know, is it just more haphazard than that? It's. If you took, you know, the the difference between um, a fast train and an old tugboat, uh, we'd be the tugboat. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Why would uh, you? The tugboat <laughs> has, has reached a good few ports in its time. I know paddy. it's slow and steady wins yeah, the race, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But there's no no quick movements, or you know, it's just like an iceberg, I suppose. Just 
slowly moving along, you know, getting the thing done, but, you know, no fanfare. Right, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and About like... About every five years, I think we, okay, it's time. Well, yeah. it's more than, it's more than every five well, years. Well, in the beginning was every two and a half years, and then it kind of got to five years, and then you might have, you know, you have enough material, oh, there's a compilation in there. Yeah, or okay. Or there's just a song of, or an album of songs, or an album of tunes, or okay. an album of slow stuff. You know, you can, you can punctuate, or what we love to do is the live, live stuff, albums. because, I mean... It just sounds so much better live, you know. Uh, Irish music wasn't meant, I don't think, for studios. In the, you know, it's grand. It's a grand secondary, uh, you know, thing to have. But when it's played to a live audience, it's just, a, you know, another spark and dimension comes up. But it's, um, it's extraordinary. Like a game of tennis, serve return, you know that. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. I mean, you have, uh, you know, you mentioned live and. In fairness, we had Sandy Kelly on the show a couple of weeks back. Um, and I think you and Sandy are the two people I've learned the most from in terms of connecting with an audience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great compliment because Sandy Kelly is is an absolute hero of mine. She's just fantastic. She Love is. Her. Yeah. She's, a, she's so great in so many ways. Yes, yeah, so we, many We had a lovely ways, chat yeah. with her. Yeah. Um, was that something you always had or was it something you had to work on in terms of, you know, your stories are great or you always make an effort to come out and say, how are you doing and what's the crack tonight? And, you know, is is that something you've worked on consciously over the years or is it something that was always with you? Well, I always equate um, a gig, especially my own gig, you know, um, that it's like you're having a party and you have a, a load of guests invited. And you're going to make them feel as welcome as you can. And that's that's from my family, I guess. You know, having stations when we were young. and You know, I learned from experts. My father and mother were great socialites. And have you met this one and sit down and this story and that story and this joke. Make them laugh. Make them comfortable. Make them relaxed. Make them have a great time. And we'll all have a great time. And I suppose that's what I carry with me all the time. You know, just... And it's different when... We'll say for the likes of your gigs now, if I walk on cold and, you know, it's like singing in church where it's been really quiet and you're not sure if your voice even works. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, you're, oh. and you've one song and you're gone. Yeah, yeah. one song and you're gone. You don't get a chance really to connect. So yeah. that's a tougher um, sentence. But you still do. And that's that's like, you know, I've seen one or two Dervish gigs, but the majority of times I've seen you, has been in that situation and you still manage to connect with them, you know? You know, you would yeah. always make an effort. Yes, but it's more nerve-wracking, I suppose. Right, it's, yeah. it's more, you know, I don't get to relax as much as you might think I am. Sure. I, you know, I'm not. Sure. You know, inside, I'm uh, shaking. You're having one drink at the party and you're gone, whereas people, the band on the stage are at the party the whole night. The whole night yeah. and they get to, you know, and there's a curve in the gig and, you know, this way and then, you know. Yeah. It, um, yeah. yeah. Whereas with the one song, it's, you know, Get in, get out. Yeah. Of course, but you, it wouldn't have happened without you, Cathy. Who? The what? team nights. They wouldn't have happened without me. Now for you. Yeah. 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 I always tell yeah. that story. It's all my fault. Yeah. 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 Back in, uh, you were you were one of the guests, as you say, back in the source days, you come, come up on a, on a Thursday evening and we sang, we did some gigs together and at the end of the year, you sort of said, why don't you get everyone who's been in during the year to come up and sing yeah. a song at Christmas? Was, was the first a Christmas one or was it a Tom Waits one? Uh, first was Christmas and a week later was Tom Waits, yeah. one either side of Christmas Because everybody Day. wants to do a Tom Waits song when they have a piano player beside them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was like every week everyone was digging out their Tom Waits numbers. That's right. Yeah. You have a few of them, yeah. So yeah. you're telling me that the Kieran Quinn team nights should really be called the Cathy Jordan team nights. <laughs> the Cathy Jordan team that's, nights. That's yeah. another poem right there. <laughs> oh. I'm going to write it. What rhymes with Quinn? <laughs> that's loads of them. Loads of them. <laughs> I'd be looking for a cut, Cathy. I don't know if I <laughs> well, I'm, I'm waiting. You know, if I smile and nod, I'll get it eventually. You know? Yes, 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 indeed. <laughs> um, well, look, we've, had, we've I suppose we've had great memories of, in the team nights over the years. Like, we've got to oh sing loads God. of stuff. Um, it's It's been a crucial part of Sligo's music scene, you know, and it has incubated so many and gave so many people a voice and so many amalgamations and collaborations and it's just been extraordinary. Well done. I oh. mean, I 
would never have been able to pull that one off. So I'm just well, now you had the idea. So well, that's, we, yeah. every you know we all need good ideas. I give you the bullet and you yeah. shot it or, or the arrow and you yeah. Uh, very good, Cathy. The, the, your your most recent album with Dervish, uh, the Great Irish Songbook, mm. and you're talking about a part two, which is great because. Mm. Um, I loved part one and I, I heard an interview with you recently um, and you were talking about this album and it reminded me a bit of how I would put a team night together. So you approached loads of great artists um, with the idea of them singing an Irish tune with mm-hmm. ye. And you sort of said, okay, would you like to sing this one? And some of them said, yeah, I'll sing that one. And some of them said, I like that one, but I'd prefer to sing the other one. Yes. And... Uh, you, you gave an example of, like you said, right, every song we record in this album has to be from the last 50 years. Well, but uh, older than 50 years. S- sorry, older yeah. than 50 years, yeah. my mistake, yeah. So that, say that's the theme. Yeah. Theme is songs, Irish songs, more than 50 years old. And one musician came back and said, yeah, but I like this one, which was 40-something years old. So yes. you to, And you have to sort of work with the artist if there's yeah. a, a song they really want to do. Especially if that artist is David Gray. David Gray, was yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, if he tells you he wants to sing Baba Black Sheep, you're going to say, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. On your album, great. Yeah. But that, that must have been great fun putting that together. I mean, Brendan Gleeson, Vince Gale, Imelda May, there's some yeah, brilliant I mean, names was, in it. I mean, you were saying it's like putting a team night together, except your team nights, you know, take a few months. This took a few, you know, a good few years. And right. you're dealing with so many people's schedules and so many people's, you know you know, managers and to get to the artist, you have to go through a ream of, you know, the process is very lengthy and very laborious and um, we didn't think we'd make it. Now, the recording batches were great, you know, when they did happen, but the the time in between and that was really um, excruciating sometimes, you know. Right. I mean, singing with Imelda May out in Ahamore, fantastic, Brendan Leeson, all of that, you know, deadly, but... Um, waiting for them to answer the phone wasn't so great or, you know, okay. filling the last few slots or, you know, okay. that kind of thing, you know. But you're you're still going for part two? We're still going for part two. Well, we reckon, you know, we were inventing the wheel for, for the last one and once the wheel is there and you have a track record of it and we have rounder records behind us, then we're hoping that um, this, the second one will be easier, um, you know, Fingers Famous crossed. last words. Yes, indeed. <laughs> we'll, we'll, well, chat we'll have Jerry Douglas, so, I mean, yeah. he, he knows everybody and everybody loves him, so um, if he can't pull them in, you know, yeah. we can relax a bit, I think, you know, he can make the calls. Yeah, brilliant. Well, we look forward to that. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so, I mean, I guess, as I said at the start of the interview, there's you know, you're known for Dervish, but there's way more to you than just Dervish in terms of music. There's all the, you know, your early influences, but there's also a solo album that you did in 2012, I think. That's right. And I met you one... one very prolific. Very <laughs> prolific. <laughs> I met you one New Year's Eve, I think, in the Strand. Oh, yeah. And it was it was maybe 2010, 2011, and we were both saying, right, what, what are you doing next year? What's the big plans for next year? And you said, I'm releasing a solo album. And I said, I'm, I'm going to release a solo album too. And you beat me to it. It took me another year after that. But um, how, how, was that for, how was that for you compared to recording an album with Dervish? Oh, I loved it because um, I did half of it in Sweden and half of it in Manor Hamilton, two very juxtapositions. Yeah. Um, and I've known Roger Talrath from the... Uh, Swedish folk group Vassen for years they started the same year as we did we used to keep meeting them we did uh, tours together we did gigs together so Rob was a great friend of mine so I wanted to make an album that didn't have the dervish sound I mean there was no point in branching out unless it sounded um, sufficiently different to all the other records so and I wanted to be a kind of a soundtrack of the stuff I learned growing up. My father sang, mother sang, aunts, uncles, neighbours, brothers, sisters. Okay. So I wanted those to be represented. And some of those songs, you know, have been heard, you know, versions of them, heard them, you know, we they're in our DNA. So it was hard to find somebody to play them, to make them sound 
new and fresh okay. without having a reference point of having heard them, you know, this version and that version. So um, Roger was perfect because, sweet, you know, all folk musics are cousins of each other. So it's familiar territory, but not so familiar that, you know, he um, knew it completely. Right. So okay. songs like The Banks of the Foil or... Um, or um, down by the Glenside, you know himself between Roger and this other guy called uh, Gustav Jungren, um, another Swedish guy. They just you know transformed um, these songs. So Roger was producing, and and uh, Gustav was the right hand man. So we did most most of the work in Sweden, and like all the recordings uh, in maybe two days, and then. We, we brought it back to uh, Manor Hamilton and got Irish musicians to play on it. Liam played on it, and um, uh, Anne Houston and Rick and Shamey and yeah. so on and so forth. Great. And the poor Swedes were in Manor Hamilton for ten days, and right. the <laughs> best phrase of that whole time was Gustav looked out one day and he said, "Oh, look." It's almost not raining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. So, yeah. yeah. I, I tortured them in Manor Hamilton. With, it was just bad weather. There's nothing wrong with Manor Hamilton. Yes, it's yes. lovely. For and our Leitrim listeners. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Indeed. I love it. I love it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it rained on them. Right, okay. Um, Cathy, look, it's been great having you. Um, and this it's is great to be had. Yeah. <laughs> and this is only part <laughs> one of the, of the show. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to go up and play a few tunes. Oh yeah, great. Well, that's what I'm here for. Yes, yes, yes. as yes. well as the chat, of course. Yes, and we might do one that um, uh, I wrote for your album. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, sorry, I knew I had one more question. Writing. So you wrote this song, a uh, beautiful song, must be seven or eight years ago now. Yeah. Uh, have you gone back to writing at all? Um, yes, actually, for the Hawkswell now, um, in lockdown, um, I got this bursary time at the well so the idea is to write songs about Sligo and Sligo happenings and Sligo people and th this Brilliant. so I have that in the pipeline and yeah I've been writing away it's hard to keep all the you know juggling balls in the air because you know you have, you're learning the old stuff but it's a different hat that you have on you to, to write I mean and I I can't do it so easily at home because there's always a cobweb, you know, beckoning yes. and there's always something that needs Need to be done, Hoover, like that, you know. Yes. So I tend to do the best writing away from home and um, like Anna McCarrick, for instance, and that's all closed up now. So, you know. It's hard to get away from that's home That's what I'm days. blaming yeah. my lack of uh, songs in the last couple of weeks on. Um, but it'll, it'll happen. You know, it's, it's another discipline. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I'd love, I'd I love enjoy to hear. I enjoy both. I'd love to hear more songs from you. Yeah, because yeah. this one we're going to do anyway. I, I've always loved playing it with you. Yeah. Um, and sure, look, we'll, we'll, we'll let you introduce the rest of them when we get over there. Absolutely. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go, Cathy. Thanks a million. Okay, so while Cathy is setting up a quick plug for next week's episode, we have Callum Wall on the show, who released his debut EP a few weeks ago, and also Kirkra, a brand new name for the vocal group, otherwise known as Nisha Devani, Gillian Brennan and Jane Feehley, and they have written a song. Luke and I have helped them out a wee bit with it, and Rory and his temporary colleagues have shot a video for the song, which we all can't wait to see. Rory, this whole project was your idea. Do you want to tell us a bit where it came from? Yeah, it was. I suppose it was our idea. Um, we saw the girls. You did your, our as in Temperhounds. Sorry, our as in Temperhounds. Yeah, and uh, Drew as well. Drew Maitland, my brother. Um, your team night. You're one of your. I think it was your second online team night. I can't remember the number, but the girls did shine, and we we were as we often do, especially with the online ones. We had uh, got a couple of beers in, and we were sitting watching the show, and the girls' song came on, and it was like, all right. We have to try and do something with the, with the, they're just, there's something special about them, you know. So that got the ball rolling. Uh, I, I don't really know how it all ended up as big as it is now. I think it turned into quite a big project, but that's how it started, you know. And then in turn, I suppose I, I called uh, ye two and ye were more than willing to get on board. The three girls had never written a song. They were happy enough to give it a go. 
Um, and then I suppose this is this is the beauty of teams. I learned a lot about a team here. I don't really know what happened then. Just the right people were in the right places, and a song came back, and it was like, "Here's our song." Uh, and then ye were toing and froing with tunes while we then knew the song so we could start putting together what kind of visuals we wanted. But I think that was the take home. You know, I hope people like the video when it comes out. It comes out uh, on, what's the date, Kieran? Yeah, well, I was going to say, Rory, I think you'd be best uh, placed to tell our listeners what to watch out for this week before we have them on the show next Wednesday. But <laughs> just firstly, Callum's EP is on Spotify at the moment. It's out already for anyone interested. But regarding Kirkra, um and when to expect this song and video, Friday the 21st of May, Yeah, the song comes out on Spotify. Yes. And on Monday, the 24th of May, the video will be premiered. You Have we any more details on where people can see that, Rory? Or uh, Yeah, so Kirkra are going to have uh, their YouTube page. It's on their YouTube. You can actually follow them now if you want to be notified of when the video goes live. It'll go live onto their uh, YouTube page. So it's just Kirk, search Kirkra on YouTube. You'll see the three girls in the banner. So if you give them a follow and hit the, the bell icon, uh, you'll you'll be notified as soon as that video goes live and you can check it out. It's a cracker. Great. So that's Kirkra, uh, the Irish word for purple, C-O-R-C-R-A, if anyone um, wants to check that out. Okay, so it's time for some music, I think. So this is featuring Shamie O'Dowd on the guitar and back and vocals. Luke on bass. Only the two instruments this week, Luke. Bass and accordion. And Wasted. A bit of, and a bit of back and vocals. <laughs> uh, myself on the keyboard and Kathy herself on the lead vocals and the guitar lele. Tell us, tell us more, Luke. What is the guitar lele? It's a ukulele with six strings tuned like a guitar. And the name is just portmanteau of ukulele and guitar. The name is what? A portmanteau. It's when Well, two... we'll have to have a chat after this because I haven't a clue what that means. It's when two names get stuck together. You take guitar and lele and you just mash two words together to make a new one. A to port... make a portmanteau. A portmanteau. That's a fabulous... That's word of the day. And this week's... Lamplight. Top, Top tip. tip. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, lads. Let's have some music from Cathy Jordan. So, uh, this is a song I wrote for Kieran Quinn's first album. Uh, an album entitled Not Just Black and White. Uh, it's a song about breaking up and putting yourself back together afterwards. And it's called No More You and Me. Time has come to let it be 
Come, come with me to the old churchyard. So well I know the paths lead the south green Friends lie there, we want to regard. We will trace out their names in the old churchyard. Mourn not for them, for their trials are old. Why weep for those who will weep no more? For sweet is their sleep, oh cold and hard. Their pillows may be in the old churchyard. I know that it's hard when friends depart to breathe kind words to a broken heart, and I know that the joy of life is mild when we follow us friends to the old churchyard. Trumpet 
So I've been a Roscommon girl. Um, I grew up listening to the songs of Percy French and uh, this is a song uh, he wrote about the beautiful Eileen Ogue who was the pride of Petrovore, uh, a place in County Cavan actually. And uh, he did his damnedest uh, to to court her but she ran off with the man that uh, according to the author was downright ugly in the end so he didn't win her hand in marriage unfortunately it's part of a series of uh, songs I've been um, uh, recording and um, collaborating with Peter Grant called the Cranky Island Songs so this is Percy French's Eileen Ogue Pride of Petrovore Eileen Ogue and that the doll's name is true the barony had features they were famous if we loved her, who was that to blame us for? Wasn't she the prey of Petrovore? But her beauty made us all so shy Not a man among us could look her in the eye Boys, oh boys, you're just the reason why we're mourning for the prey of Petrovore Early on, we had to go grave since the day you won the fight away Early on, there's good fish in the sea But there's none of them like the prey of Petrovore Friday at the fair and ballad jobber What a great way that was to finish the set from Cathy Eileen O bouncing along there. And uh, that was great fun. So thank you, Cathy, Shamey, and indeed Luke, Rory, uh, for your parts in it too. We are uh, signing off here, folks. Don't forget, it's a big week um, for Kirkra. You'll hear their song this Friday, the 21st, on Spotify, or their video next Monday, the 24th. Uh, check them out on social media, on YouTube. Uh, and we'll be chatting to them next week, along with Callum Wall. See you then, folks. Bye. Good luck.